Have you been praying and waiting for God to heal you? Have you been wondering when it's finally going to be God's time? Well, we're going to tackle this issue today on episode number three and demonstrate the good news that God has already provided healing and God's time is now. Welcome to the Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Hannett. I've been involved in God's healing ministry for almost 25 years. I've seen God touch many people with his healing power and know he is faithful to his covenanted promise to forgive sin and heal sickness. The Be Healed podcast is all about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ that sets us free from sin, sickness, and all the power of the enemy so you too can be healed. In episode number one, we spoke about the need to rethink healing. Though many view healing as something God sometimes does, the Bible teaches it is something that is at the very core of the purpose and work of Jesus Christ upon the cross. Being in agreement with God enables his power to flow. Now, in episode number two, we saw that agreement with God's word creates a faith based expectation for healing. What we believe really reveals what we expect, and what we expect reveals what we believe. We remember that God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. We saw that in Psalm 107, verse 20. And the idea was that if God sent his word then and healed them then, we can surely expect him to do the same for us today through Jesus Christ. But a key question remains in a lot of people's minds, and that is, when is it God's time to heal? I mean, many people are praying for healing, but many seem to be perpetually waiting. In fact, it's very common for people to say things like, well, it's in God's time or all in God's time. They say they believe that God will heal them, but they're just waiting for God to give the okay. But over time, when things start to get delayed for a long period, they wonder if it will ever happen, and they begin to doubt God's faithfulness and promise to heal them. Okay, here's the reality. God is supreme. He is sovereign. He is almighty. He's the King of kings, and he's the Lord of lords. And only he has the authority to release healing and no one can make him do anything. Said in short, whatever he desires, he does. And whatever he says, it comes to pass. No one can make God do something. This means that even if we wanted to rush God or dictate to God what his timing should be, we couldn't do it. He's God. He's sovereign. But what if the love of God wasn't actually making us wait? What if the love of God already provided the healing we were waiting for? What if we weren't waiting for God? What if he was actually waiting for us? Well, if we were waiting on God and God is waiting for us, then the healing we'd so desperately need will be delayed. You see, the problem is that people think that God needs to somehow make a decision each time they pray for healing. If they ask to be healed from one thing on Monday, God may say yes, but if they ask to be healed from something on Friday, he may say no. But others believe, well, God will heal some people, but not 
everyone and maybe he'll heal them now, but my healing for some reason needs to be delayed. You know, James chapter five in verses 13 to 15, it says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing Psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. How could someone pray the prayer of faith if they were not clear or confident or expecting God to do something uh, now or at a certain time or if at all? You see, we need to be in agreement with what God is doing and what his time frame is. Here's the good news of the gospel. It's that God our Father has not only made his decision to say yes to our prayer for healing, he has sent his yes in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. Understanding the timing or the will of God's timing is all about understanding the big story of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When God the Father saw the plight of the fall of mankind into sin, He saw his lost sons and daughters disconnected from him because they chose to rebel against his word. God saw the bondage, the torment, the sickness, the disease, the pain, and the suffering, and from the beginning put a plan in place to purchase us back to himself so we could be reconciled to him and our position restored. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, there's an amazing prophecy that reveals that even from the beginning of the fall of mankind into sin, God had already purposed and put a plan in motion to bring the freedom that he so desperately desires for us. It says in verse 15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. This is a prophecy of the cross that Jesus Christ would be crucified by the enemy, but that that cross would destroy the authority and the works of the devil. This is the God that made us to be with him. This is the God that put us in Eden. It's the God that desires the best for his creation. You know, we see this in Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 to 10. It's the story and the history of the people of God in bondage in Egypt. It says in verse 7, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Verse 9, Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. 
And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. In Exodus chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. This is the heart of God. This is the desire of God. When God sees bondage, he desires the freedom that only he can provide to break through. If the children of Israel told Moses that they believed that they would be free one day, but there's no way to know when, it would have been a strange thing. If Moses heard a statement like that, he would have said, what do you mean? I'm here. God has sent me. It's time. Get ready because God has made the decision to release his power to free you. Come on, let's go. In the same way, when God sent Jesus Christ, the Savior and Deliverer of the world, to the earth, it meant it was time for the deliverance of mankind from the oppressing king of this world, the devil. It's a strange thing when we say we aren't sure when it's God's timing to heal, because God already sent the healer. God already said, yes, the good news of Jesus is about the reality that though the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Yes, God has come. John chapter 10, verse 10 declares, it's time. So let's look at some foundational truths to help us understand why God's timing for healing is now in Jesus. Because all the healing doctrine that can be taught can be found inside of Jesus. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, he is the central and all-encompassing subject of the whole Bible. He's the central character, and he's the one through whom all blessings flow. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, it says, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. You see, Jesus Christ is the one through whom the covenant of God comes through. So let's look at a few foundational truths to really help us understand that when Jesus Christ was sent to the world, it was God's yes, and it was his timing for now. Well, number one is Jesus saved us from our sins and our sicknesses. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it says, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Yes, the name Jesus, Yeshua, literally means the one who saves. In Matthew chapter 9, verses 5 and 6, it says, For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. The gospel message is that we are both forgiven and healed from the curse. 
Sickness is not part of the blessing of God. We don't have people walking around saying they just received the blessing when they got diagnosed with a sickness. No, they try to get free. They instinctively run to God for help and pray and seek his mercy. And inside of the mercy of the sacrifice of Jesus is the forgiveness of sin, which restores us to the Father, and the rescuing from the curse of disease and the plague of sickness. Psalm 103 in verses 1 through 4 say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Verse 3, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Verse 4, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Did you catch it? It says in verse 3, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. David, who's the psalmist here, is describing that we need to remember all the benefits of God, that there is healing in both forgiveness and in physical healing. This is the will of God as revealed by the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. The second truth that demonstrates that Jesus is sent to free us is that he destroyed the works of the devil. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, it says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. How could it be God's will, even for a little bit, if Jesus was sent to destroy that very work? Clearly, the Father sent Jesus to destroy the works of the devil because he no longer desires him to be able to operate in a believer's life. A third truth that demonstrates that Jesus is sent to deliver is that he paid for our healing. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 through 5 say, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now, these words in Hebrew refer to sicknesses and diseases that are physical. It says in verse 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Did you catch the work? The very bearing of our sicknesses and diseases and the very wounding for our sins and transgressions resulted in our healing. But the tense of it says, and by his stripes, we are healed. It does not say we will be healed one day, but it says we are healed. The greatest New Testament verse that really drives this home is in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. It says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. This is a direct reference to Isaiah chapter 53. But Peter is describing that you were healed. You have been healed because the work has already been done.
Jesus has already come. He's already sacrificed his life. He's already suffered. And by that suffering, that work that is finished has declared us healed. The very simplicity of this truth is so wonderful because you can have something that's been paid for. You can have a gift after it's been given. You don't have to wonder when it's the time to receive something when it's being given to you. You can accept it and you could have it as soon as it's released to you. The fourth truth that reveals that Jesus' coming is God's time to heal you now is that he never said no to anyone who had faith for healing. Jesus never said no because all the promises of God are yes in him. In Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 29, it says that there was a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. And she said to herself that if she would just touch his clothes, she said, I will be made well. Well, she pressed through a crowd and she went to Jesus and she touched him, but she never actually asked him to heal her. She, with faith, accessed Jesus and the healing power of God flowed through Jesus right into her body, knew exactly where to go and healed her right then. The Bible says immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. The immediately was God's time because Jesus had been sent. You see, the Bible is describing that she accessed what was already given. She laid hold of it. She didn't have to wait because God had already given Jesus. In Acts 10.38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Well, the reality is that all were healed because Jesus was sent to all. The fifth and final truth that we're going to describe today that Jesus reveals God's timing is now is that Jesus has already become a curse for us to be redeemed. In Galatians 3.13, the Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Well, I hope you got the tense again. It says Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Praise God. We're not cursed in Jesus. We're blessed in Jesus. Christ has freed us from the curse. When he has freed us from the curse, he has freed us from the power of sickness, disease, and death, and all those things that are in the curse. God truly does not like anything broken. He loves when things work as he has created them. And the work of Jesus Christ to deliver us from the curse is finished. In John 19, verse 30, it says, So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. The wonderful revelation of the word of God is that the person of Jesus Christ has been sent to the earth already. And he has already completed the work that he was sent to accomplish upon the cross. He declares it is finished. Now, there are many reasons why healing may not be breaking through in an individual's life. 
But one big reason is that people rarely know that God the Father has already said yes. The Father wants you well. The Father desires for you to be healed. And He is desiring that we would believe it, receive what has already been given, and act upon it. The very sad reality is that there are many who in the scriptures did not receive Jesus Christ. In fact, they rejected him. And when they did so, they did not receive the salvation for their sins that God so desperately desired for them to have. Even today, there are many people who say that Jesus has not come yet, that the Messiah is still yet to come. And while they are waiting for the Messiah, who has already come, they have missed him. In the same way, when you are praying for healing, would you receive that which God has already sent? When you cry out at night, oh God, please help me, will you receive the glorious truth that he has already sent the help? And his name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, I pray that you'll receive these truths because healing will break into your body as soon as you receive it and believe it and act upon it. May the Lord Jesus Christ bless you, keep you, and I pray for the healing power of God to break through now. I declare for you to be healed now. I declare that pain to depart from you now in the name of Jesus. I declare that God, you have done it. You have finished it. We receive it and we declare that by your stripes, we are healed now. So receive it and be liberated and made whole in the name of Jesus Christ now. Thank you, God. Begin to thank him, praise him, do what you couldn't do. The Lord is working in your body right now, and for His glory, He's doing it. Thank you so much for listening to Be Healed, and I'd like to invite you to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified of new episodes being published every week. Be sure to connect with us on stevehannett.com to get access to other great resources, such as my most recent book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, featured on the Sid Roth Show, It's Supernatural, and also to check out our TV program called The Miraculous Life, also aired on Sid Roth's network called ISN and also on YouTube. We look forward to continuing this series of expectation and we pray that Jesus Christ will lead, guide, and establish you in the power of his word and Holy Spirit. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.